welcome to another edition of Purple Talk Podcast. Doug Christie, Mr. De'Aaron Fox, you're our king of the day. And how do you feel about being king of the day? Oh, I feel great. How many have we done? Uh, we had Bogdanovich the night that he uh, he hit the game winner and had his career high. Okay. And then, you know, fans chanted his name as he was going up to the set. He had a great time. And then uh, last month was He Harrison. went up to the set? Upstairs? Yeah. yeah. Know, if, if the Kings win, you can come up to the set. <laughs> So that's, that's the hey, dude, listen, don't start the interview that's, off on a bad that's note. That's not man. our rule. That's, that's your guys' rule. You can come up with it anytime. Actually, I wanted to get you up on the set when you were injured. Um, and so next time, if, if you do ever get injured again, you're always welcome to come. Damn, you're going downhill fast. Yeah, I don't want to go up there. About yeah, I don't want to go up to the set. Win, then. And yeah, if he's injured, just whenever you like, you come yeah, up I'm to the not set. Trying to come up like to the set. Let's go there. Pre-game, you know, he just comes up and hangs out instead of warming up. Um, so, look, uh, we are doing the King of the Nights, so uh, it's kind of a, a standard podcast like what we've done in the past, but a little bit more into, you know, sort of who you are and what you do on a daily basis. Um, and, you know, we were just talking right before we went on, so you're a Husky guy, you have, you have two dogs. Yeah, two, two Huskies. What are their names? Uh, Mickey and Rose, okay. which is kind of Mickey opposite. and Rose? Yeah, so Rose is the red one. Okay. But it's a boy. Okay. And then Mickey's the black and white one. It's a girl. All right. Okay. That a boy. Yeah, I matched the colors to the names rather How, than. How'd you pick Huskies? I wanted cute dogs, <laughs> and but I didn't want small dogs. So. Okay. You rough with them? Uh, nah, not really. Ah. But like they'll fight with each other. You do know how big a husky gets, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're almost done. They're pretty much done growing now. Oh, okay. But. They're not as hyper as like most Huskies are. Okay. Like my dogs would come in the house and lay down and I'll send them outside if I want them to run around and stuff. When I see you looking fresh, you don't have dog hair all over you. How do you do that? Well. He has people that do that. Dude. Okay. Before, <laughs> before you walk out the door, they roll you down. <laughs> no, nah, I mean. Good, Mr. Fox, go ahead. If I'm leaving, like I'm not gonna have, I don't have the clothes on that I'm gonna, you know, go see the arena in. But. I got uh, Doug laughing. I'll That's mess following. with him and let him jump around and stuff. Okay. But. I'm not gonna leave the house with dog hair all over. I gotta meet these Rose and Mickey. I'm yeah. big dog. This person. happened. This happened last time. We started laughing, but it was a political joke that I made to start the podcast, which didn't. I mean, it, it, that was like in the preseason, right? It was a while ago. No, with, no, no. When we had uh, Harrison, yeah, in preseason, oh, you came on. Um, so again, what we're gonna do is we're gonna kind of celebrate you on on the King of the Day, um, and sort of your where you started, where you're coming from. Um, this is your third year. Uh, the one yeah, thing, so you know, we do want to bring up, though, is this is the first time you've had an injury. So what was that process like of trying to get back on the court and the frustration of having to watch? Oh, man, it was, it was definitely difficult. Um, I've missed 18 games this year, and then 17 were straight. And um, I'd never been through anything like that before. Uh, I never really had a serious injury. So um, the team was traveling, and I was staying back just because, you know, we have all the – we have all the equipment here that we need and, um, you know, can prepare me to come back. And uh, I actually came back a lot faster than most people. I think I was mm-hmm. out for five weeks with a, yeah. with a grade three ankle sprain. So, man, it was, it was difficult. Like, you work harder when you're injured than you do when you're actually playing. <laughs> no, seriously. Facts. Like, no, it's facts. Like, I was lifting weights with Craig. I'm, I, everybody was like, yo, you, you, I look big. And yeah. I, ran it, I ran most of it off. But, um, <laughs> You work so hard when you when you're at, when you can't play, yeah. and it's like it's draining because like you feel like you're working so hard that you want to be back on the court, but uh, obviously you know you have to go through a process. But uh, I feel like it it made me better. Um, 
I definitely came back a little bit slow, and I think it's picking up now. Learning, watching. Uh, when you watch film, I, I know I did. When when you're playing, you're watching one way. When you're injured, you watch a different way. What did you pick up as you watched? Because normally, at least from my experience, when I was injured, I watch more of the game because now I'm like, okay, what's he doing? What's yeah, he doing? You're watching the whole time. Yes. Well, what did you kind of pick up as you as you watched and you watched what the Kings were doing? Uh, just like, I mean, one, uh, just what Glory was doing and, I mean, what all five guys on the court were doing uh, defensively. I feel like I came back better defensively than I was uh, before I got hurt. And other than that, I mean, just knowing that, you know, someone needs to get to the free throw line. Um, being able to create for others. He was listening uh, to me. You were listening to the conversation? Yeah, you know, I heard, you know. heard y'all every every game. I was, <laughs> if it was a game I wasn't at, yeah, I was, I, you know, I was using league pass. I was, okay. I was, I was hearing you guys. All right. But, just um, making sure you're tuning in. That's yeah, just all. being able to get into the paint, um, just create an advantage somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's, I feel like, you know, my biggest attribute because I, I'm I either in a pick and roll or in a one-on-one situation. I'm able to break, break down my defender. And then you know, just try to create it to be a, a five on four. Yeah. And that's, that's basketball. At some point, you just try to create a disadvantage, and I think that that's what I'm best at. And I, and that's how I'm able. I feel like I'm able to create for my team. Absolutely. This season, it's kind of like fits and stops. Like as soon as you get going, then you have to deal with an injury, whether it's you or it's Marvin or it's Bogdanovich. And it feels like every time you guys get healthy. I mean, you got you and Marvin were out forever together. Yeah. And then the same game, you guys go down, you in the first quarter with the back issue and him with, uh, what is it? Oh, the foot issue. Foot, yeah. um, how difficult has that been to just get a rhythm this season and kind of find your place? Uh, it's definitely been hard. I mean, like I said before, I've never been hurt. And then to be able to, to have to come out, play the first nine games, come back, you know, miss 17, I think I came back for like five or six, then have the back spasms. And it's definitely difficult, but I mean, you know, every NBA team goes through injuries. Uh, obviously, Marvin played the first game and missed, I don't know how many, and then came back for like eight games. 22, goes, I think it was. It was 22 straight. Yeah. 22 straight, comes back for like eight games, and then goes down again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while, while he was playing well, you know, in that last game. And um, it's definitely difficult. Um, but, you know, when you come back, all you try to do is, you know, you know, fit in where you fit in where you are, and obviously you just want to do everything possible to, to help the team win. You know, when you're out, learn learn what you need to learn. Um, I think you know, I pretty much I feel like I did a good job at that. But obviously, you know, the other part of the game is being able to stay healthy and being available. You know, year one, you start out behind George Hill. That doesn't last long. Take over immediately, and now you come into year three what is in your mind leadership what what does that what does that mean to you because as I watch you begin to manipulate the game uh, there's the vocal leader there's the leader by example um, how do you find your leadership and how where, where are you at right now with it I mean there are times where, where I'm vocal and you know everybody's listening and then there are times where kind of just leading by example uh, you know being ultra aggressive just being able to make plays uh, offensively and defensively, I feel like, um, especially when I'm making plays defensively, I feel like that gets you know everybody's energies up, and I feel like our defense is extremely locked in because it always, for the most part, starts with where I am. You know, I'm either bringing the ball up or I'm picking the ball up. Right. So it always starts at that, and I feel like you know most of the time I'm kind of a guy that leads by example. Because um, when we're playing, I'm kind of just a, I would say I'm I play extremely calm. Like you know, I'm always calm. I'm not. You know, super emotional on the court, and that's just kind of where where I stand with that. Um, but 
feel like I've gotten better at being vocal, but there are spots where I pick and choose, you know, when to be really vocal. Yeah. It seems like uh, you brought up Corey. Um, he's a different point guard than anyone that you've played with here before. How much has that helped you to, again, watch how he sort of works on the defensive end and how he sets things up? It's, it's nowhere near. I mean, you guys are completely different styles mm -hmm. of players, but there are certainly things you can take from him, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, man. Watching him, you know, the, the 17 games that I was out defensively was, I mean, it was crazy. Um, you know, he, he, he guarded LeBron. He guarded Luka. He yeah. guarded um, James. Uh, Dame, the way he, what he did, you know, against all those guys is definitely great. I mean, he's not the strongest guy, he's really strong. Right. Uh, not the most athletic, not the tallest guy, not the quickest, but, you know, he's extremely solid on yeah. defense. Um, right. He gets through screens, he keeps his guy in front, um, you know, he, he's physical without fouling. Um, he does a lot of great things defensively, and you just try to take away, you know, you just try to take away those things from, from, from someone like that. Um, I definitely go for the home run play defensively a lot. <laughs> I mean, I had five steals last night, so obviously I, he, he, I, I'm, I feel like, but with my physical attributes and the way I feel like I can anticipate things, I feel like I can, I'm one of those guys that can go for those plays. Um, obviously you want to get them more often than not, but I feel like I try to put myself in, in a position to make plays defensively, but uh, just taking away from him is just being solid. Um, you know, the more solid you are, you know, you feel like the more stops you're going to get because everybody's always going to be in position. So um, just being able to take away stuff like that from him is definitely, I mean, one, is challenging. It's, it's challenging to guard in this league, especially point guards. It's extremely challenging to do that. But I mean, the way he makes it look, obviously, you know, it's not easy. And he's always working. He's working every single possession. You try to be as consistent as possible. You know, when you talk about the point guards, uh, the other night, Ja Morant, I mean, you can go down Chris Paul, Westbrook, Harden. I mean, you just go down every single night, especially in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. it, is a, it is an animal. How much of it, because when you talk about Corey, I described you guys as, I think you're a better defensive player than Corey, but Corey's more polished at this particular time. So when you talk about all that little stuff, do you take into consideration scouting reports, numbers? Do you have it all on the top of your head? So as soon as you look out there, you already know how you're deciphering things? Oh, yeah, always. Like last night, um, I mean, Jaws a left-handed driver. So yep. if, you ever, if you saw me play the whole time, force him right, force him right. Right. And I feel like, um, you know, guys who prefer one way of driving and you try to force them another way, obviously they're, they're great players that can go both ways. Right. But everybody has a way that, per, that they prefer. And just try to take away the little things. Yes. Um, you know, sometimes go over, sometimes go under, always mix it up. Uh, just try to make it as tough as possible on them. And, I mean, if you're playing to the scouting report, you know, you let, you let the chips fall where they may. Yes. Um, obviously, sometimes a guy will get hot and scouting report isn't, you know, working at the time. And as a player, you just have to be able to make adjustments on the fly. I mean, that's, that's what it is to be a good player. When you see him play, uh, Jaw play, does it, like, remind you of some of the things of your rookie season, the mistakes that he makes, uh, the lack of strength that he has because he's so young, and sort of the things that where you were and to where you are now, can you see like the trajectory of him, but also kind of look back and say, yeah, okay, I can see where I did things like that. Or uh, Yeah, definitely, but I think, um, I mean, he's playing a lot better than I did my first year, so. Uh, but he definitely, he's a young guy, his first year in the league. Um, so mistakes come, but I mean, mistakes come with everybody, with veteran players mm -hmm. and everything. Um, but he's still learning the game, but he's playing great while, you know, obviously not, you know, being super used in the NBA yet. So, I mean, uh, there are definitely similarities, but I think he's 
playing a lot better than I did my first year. You know, expectations can do it. They can go different ways. There's a lot of expectations, at least from my point of view, for this team. You can't do anything about injuries. And with you and Marvin getting injured, now both done, how do you start to, as the leader of the team, start to try to guide these guys as you look a, a, above you in your two games out of the eighth seed or whatever it is, the teams that are above you are going to be playing them. How do you vocally or through leaderships try to navigate now the position that the Kings are in? I mean, first off, like, we got to play. We got you gotta, to you gotta keep playing because nobody cares. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're gonna, right. You're going to step out there and they're not going to have some players. No. Obviously, we don't have some players and no one's going to give that care. excuse. That's right. The other team doesn't care that, that, that you know, if Bogey isn't playing or if Marvin isn't playing or if, I am, or if I'm not playing. Right. Because they're, they're, they're still trying to win. So we have to think the same way. It's always, obviously, it's always the next man up mentality. Um, obviously, we miss those guys or, you know, whoever's hurt. But the, the guys who are dressed up, the five guys who are on the court have to go out and play. When, when you're, as I watched the game like last night, we have, we have ebbs and flows in the game. I've looked at a couple of different things. One is I look at the assists in the quarter. We'll have eight assists in the quarter, we'll score 29 points. Then we'll have three assists in this quarter, we'll score 15 points. Or defensive ebbs. When you're in the game as, as the lead, do you feel that? Do you, is there a way in your mind that you try to correct it? Do you talk to the guys? How are you deciphering that? I mean, when I step on the court, like I said before, if I'm, if I'm able to break the paint and start, you know, what we call a blender is, you know, yep. getting the paint spread out, yep. getting the paint spread out. Um, if I'm able to start it, you know, if the first pass is a good shot, then we take it. Okay. But if I'm able to be my guy, you know, kick it to Harrison or Belly, and then they get into the paint and kick it to Buddy, he gets into the paint, then I feel like I did my job. And um, when I come in the game offensively, that's what I'm trying to do, just be able to create a disadvantage somewhere. Right. And defensively, if I can make a play for my team, you know, Period. that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to make a play. I'm trying to, you know, when I go out the game and come back in, I'm trying to be the spark that comes back in. Yeah. Are we getting to a point where you're you're still trying to figure out when it's your turn and when it's time to set up your teammates? Because for me, there are many moments where I think, you know what, if you were a little bit more selfish, you might you might be able to like point. make that next leap. Uh, but it's not about you; it's about the team. So you have to balance as a point guard sort of being selfish and being you know true to yourself are, are you finding that balance or do you think you're, you're still not quite there um i mean for me i don't even think it's about being selfish i think it's about staying aggressive um because you know while you're being aggressive you don't have to shoot it every time right but no, that's right just having other having the having the other team think that you're think that you're about to be the one to take the shot or you know you get to the paint and the big comes over now you have to pass it so you're just trying to get in positions where if he doesn't stop you, you score. If he does stop you, then you make the right play. Right. So uh, for me, it's just continuing to, to do that, uh, continue to be aggressive. I think I did a great job at it last night, but like I said, it's always about consistency you know, in the league. Who's the, uh, who's the jokester in the locker room? Our jokester? You got one? Anybody leaving mustard? Anybody shoes uh, or something stupid? Nah, nah nobody's done that. Oh, Tyler Lawson like, was. I mean, <laughs> it's he's like JJ or really as yeah. a as a rookie. I mean, that's pretty solid. Nah, belly actually. Okay. Yeah. Belly solid. Yeah. Belly's hilarious. <laughs> Dude is hilarious. I'm not gonna say some of the stuff he said. <laughs> belly is funny. That is a funny person. That's man. good work. <laughs> Interesting. Now we uh, for this, I, I talked to your mom. We had her up on set. 
and she told me uh, I asked her corporate knowledge yeah one thing that uh, that people don't know about Darren and she said that you cannot cook at all nope she said that really that you never been a reason to Foxy. <laughs> he's got a hair guy oh, that takes all the hair off. <laughs> <laughs> he said she said that uh when you were young you and your brother would go down to the corner store and you would get top ramen packets not the the cups but the packets and you put the seasoning on we would eat them raw them sometimes and you eat them raw and then she said there are, there are times where i would cook it but there are times where i eat it but she said the first three times you cooked it, <laughs> no, 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 no. You didn't so, know how to put water in. No, no, no. Break it down for me, <laughs> so, man. I had, um, like I had been eating ramen noodles since like we were in New Orleans. Like, right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This happened when I was in, I think, I was probably in, like fifth or sixth grade, and it was the cups. So I kind of like I'm just in a rush, right? So I grab a cup and I didn't put water. I just put it in the microwave. <laughs> so it burns. I said, I'm like, so I'm like. I'm like, yo, why did you just burn? Like, I'm not thinking about it. Like, this, isn't, this isn't the first time. Yeah, this is the first time I ever burnt it, but like, I'm out of it. So I grab another one, <laughs> put it in my microwave again, and it burns again. I'm like, yo, what is going on? <laughs> so then I do it for a third time, and I look at it, and I'm like, the ramen noodle killer. So, <laughs> so I look at it, and I'm like, Oh, you gotta put water. Uh, I didn't read the instructions. Like I, I know that I'm supposed to put yeah. water, but it's just brain fart. Like I didn't do yeah, it. That's awesome. But I did it three times. So I'm like, oh, I didn't put water in it. Fuck. So now the whole house is smelling like smoke, like uh, a burnt ramen. So it was just a brain fart. Like you, you gotta. Can you scramble egg? I can boil an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask if you can boil it. Really? Oh man. So you gotta. Well, you know what? I can I boil an egg, get get some salt and pepper or some seasoning, boil the egg. How long do you boil it for? Like 20 minutes. <laughs> However long, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> That's my dude. Foxy. Hey, was that right? Tw- no. No. 20 oh, minute shoot. boiled egg is a good cut it. No. So That's like, not long enough? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to. This is what I don't do. boil a we, lot of eggs, but yeah. Yeah, three to five minutes. You're yeah. good. My mom be telling me, she'd be like, uh, take the take the egg out the, out the pot. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. she just tells you. When she the timer so goes off. When, yeah. when I went to college, I called my grandma because I didn't know how to cook that well either. You got come on, man, come on. What I need to cook I, for in college? To eat. Actually, I, you know. Wait, well, no, you were only there for five months, so that's different. I was there for four years. It's a whole See? different deal. Okay, well, I have my own apartment. Well, also, the whole deal. we had like breakfast. We had a chef. Dinner. We had a chef. Oh man. Lunch. Lunch, we had uh, something was always catered. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you were at the Kings in college is pretty much what you just Basically, Basically, um, we had this place called Bowman's. Okay. It had Chick-fil-A, Subway. um, Oh, we got got to step your cook game up, bro. Come on, man. You're going to find that you enjoy Panda it. Express was right down the street. Come on. There, here it's like, I've Actually, that was in Bowman. 14 violations. Chipotle was down the street. Somebody's paying for all of this, De'Aaron. What do you mean? <laughs> um, Chipotle. Mod Pizza. You ever had Mod Pizza? Yeah, yeah I have. Yeah, yeah Mod Pizza yeah. was right by Chipotle. Yeah. No, I could you, probably draw I you could, like I what could Kentucky. Make you, well, I'll say the parts yeah. of Kentucky I went to. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy because now the student center is like way bigger. I would say I was. You gotta work on your cook game. Why? You gotta work on your cook game. You gotta step your game up, man. He's uh, wife don't cook. Yeah. Well, my mom's in town. Also, what if your wife don't cook? She cooks. 
Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a prerequisite. I, I, uh, I meal prep. All right. Not me, but no. What do I? No, okay, hold call on, somebody on. to meal prep. Why do I need to cook? Because you need to eat. I don't know, man. But we. No, I'm giving you, I'm giving you I'm, 20 I'm different ways for me to eat. Plan in advance yeah, that's true. that's true. things might go not right one day. Yeah, yeah you just go to the store. Yeah. But then what do you get at the store? What I meant was a store that cooks the food. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to Whole Foods. That's right. All right, well, we can't keep you all day. We got them saying, like, it. it's time, it's time. Uh, one last question. You have your, uh, your bowling event this month. Um, and I know, like, your uh, your foundation it means a lot to you and your mm. family, um, the Foxhole. What is it, the Foxhole? Foxhole family. family Foundation. Fam- foundation, yeah. And I mean, your mom is not only a cancer survivor, but she lost two sisters to cancer. Uh, what is it that you guys try to accomplish with this, and how much does it mean to you to to get the community involved and help out with this? Uh, so basically, you know, we um, we help women with mostly targeted at breast cancer. Um, it's women who, you know, really can't afford the cancer. I mean, who can't afford the, um, the treatment or, you know, who, whose insurance doesn't cover the treatment. Um, and then my mom also pushes for women to get mammograms before what's the age 40, 40, I think the age, because she did hers early. Okay. And that's when she found her lump. So awesome. um, she encourages women to do it early because, you know, it can come at any time. Right. Um, but I mean, that's pretty much, you know, what we do. Um, as far as you know, the cancer research and uh, just continuing to, to raise money to, to, to help women and to help you know with the breast cancer research. Good work, man. That's what's up. She does most of the work. She does most yeah. of it. Your mom's but that's one of all my right. You, you can be the name of it. The, I mean, the face of it. I know. I've I've learned now. I've learned a lot because I would say from the time I was in, I believe fourth or fifth grade is when I started you know understanding, and then since then on I've. I basically just, I mean, listen to her and just continue to learn with the people that, have, that she's been around. It's Absolutely. been part of your family forever, so yeah. it makes yeah. sense. So, all right, well, thanks for coming in. Uh, sorry if we made in front of you for not being able to cook. No, we're going to uh, work on that. We're, we're, we're going to work no, on that. No, I'm yeah, not. Come on. <laughs> it's okay, because I, I do not feel bad. Eat. I, I still eat. <laughs> eat well. You still eat well. Maybe that's why you're so skinny. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm see. just lean. That's right. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Purple Talk. Uh, thank you so much to De'Aaron Fox yes, for coming sir. in and joining <laughs> us. Uh, you're king of the night. Um, it's going to be a fun night. You, know, yeah, you sure. need to go bogey. You need to go, you know, set a new career high and then come up to the set after a big win. And There you, you know, go. As long as we win. win. As long as we win. We My win. man. All right, so thanks again for tuning in to Purple Talk. We'll see you next week. <laughs>